Hello, hello, hello. How are we all doing? You're very welcome back once again. This is the James Hempton Show. Of course it is. How else would it be? Listen, I have got an incredibly special guest. The man who's returning once again, Mr. Reese Manning, a.k.a. the Compound King. He's making a return before he departs. So this is a very, very interesting conversation. One I loved, um, and it's a conversation that probably should have been sponsored by... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it probably should have been sponsored by proper 12 to be fair because uh myself and reese had a glass or two of the good stuff first time ever trying it and the reason behind why we were actually drinking uh, proper 12 um this podcast was based around mr mcgregor the one and only the man that has eclipsed the ufc and yeah in recent weeks he's been uh back in the frame once again so i said why not why not get Reese on just have a conversation about Mr. McGregor? Because I know Reese's a big fan. I've always been a huge, huge fan for the last number of years. And it's crazy to think McGregor's now 10 years in the UFC. So, yeah, the conversation centered around McGregor's top six moments in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was a joy to sit down with, with someone else that um, has as as much interest if not more interest in in mcgregor than i do but i absolutely love this conversation once again um it was just i had a ball of time i really did and it was probably down to yeah having a bit too much proper 12 but you know great conversation does come when a few drinks are involved and i'm not promoting drinking and i may sound like a hypocrite because you know the last number of guests i've had on i often do ask them about their kind of drinking habits and their opinions on drink and i give my own opinion on drink but I do like to say live life in moderation. If you're going out every weekend, look, that's it, it's it's all up. It's just it, it it just depends on the person. You do you. Don't let don't judge anyone else for doing that. And I sp- I probably did come across that way. Um, I ju- I just think yeah, live life in moderation. Maybe not every weekend, but every so often. And I tell it was kind of a fitting time to have a few drinks. But anyway, the conversation was absolutely brilliant. I love this conversation. So before we even got going, obviously myself and Reese were talking away for the best part of half an hour. He is moving to Australia. This is pretty well known to all his friends and everyone that knows him. But I wanted to kind of get down to why he was moving away, the opportunities opportunities that he sees abroad, especially with the number of Irish people now leaving to go to um, Australia, and especially young people as well. And many more things. Uh, Reese is preparing for a jiu-jitsu competition at the moment. And we spoke about kind of the importance, um, just the ability to have the ability to be able to defend yourself. It's, it's just crucially important. But anyway, listen, we're going to get into it. This is what you're here for. So sit back, relax, enjoy. And all the best. to be loud exactly exactly bro so we're gonna break into it mr reese manning how are you doing sir what's the crack how's it, things it's great to have you back bro it's good to be back it's um once again you came bright and early nice and early and uh, you've seen all the struggles that go into setting up this gig yeah. but um every time you're here bro whatever well only the previous time it's like it's taking me so long 
it's, learn, it's a learning process it's a big it's a big process there's a lot going on like into the background of things so like I can understand you, you it see, you it's see all it, good you see it first hand yeah I won't be doing one anytime soon anyway that's <laughs> that's for sure like we were discussing just there how's life been anyway good I mean, when was the last time I was talking to you when was so it? I had you on Jesus back in November obviously yeah. when you kept in contact with seeing you yeah. I think I seen you about four weeks ago a lot of moving yeah. parts happening in your own life at the moment. Things are moving quick at the yeah. moment. Yeah, very quick. Very quick, bro. So, uh, yeah, I'm moving over to Australia. So, like, um, that's happening in three weeks. Cheers to that, bro. Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit <laughs> mad. It is a bit mad. We'll be trying it. So, if anyone's just listening, we have got a bit of a proper 12 here. There we go. Actually, because I should probably discuss what we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Mr. McGregor. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. What do you think? That's nice. It's kind of light, isn't it? Yeah, decent. It's not. Um, <coughs> this first, this is my first time trying it. It's like, it's kind of light. I've had it a few times now, but um, it's not as strong as Jameson. It's you know what it is. It's like it's a decent Jameson. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's no red breast twelve, but I mean, Jesus, <laughs> it's strong. <laughs> it's a bit strong. Straight nice in, straight in, no messing. I like a bit of whiskey, bro. Yeah, I think so. there's no harm. We have a few smokes here, um, and we're gonna have a few drinks. Man, I said why not? Have a laugh. Uh, like it's the best it, way to do. it. Have a laugh as well, bro, but just this in is life. The, this in is life, probably man. last time I'll see you for a while, so... Exactly, it's a bit of a celebration, but, like, um, I have no issue with drinking or smoking. It's just everything in moderation. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go kill yourself every weekend, then, you know, you're writing yourself off. But I know, I know probably you're having a few nights out at the moment, but if you're staying put and being at home, you're not going out every weekend. No. It's or a, do you? Or no. do you? Look, I'll be straight with you. I go out every Saturday. <laughs> 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 well, you're an honest man you're an honest man like, I love it I love I, it I train hard Monday to Friday but yeah. then when Saturday night comes I like to go out with the boys and have a laugh I'll be straight with you you know what I mean so like why not man uh, that's, yeah I, I enjoy myself now I have been cutting back yeah. but at the same time for any particular reason yeah, I'm trying to focus more on a jiu-jitsu competition coming up and trying to like tone things back a little bit. But at the same time, I like to go out, socialize with mates, yeah. catch up with everyone. And I have to say, man, drink is, drink is like the best social lubricant yeah. that there is, man. So whiskey exploration now, he should do a review on the proper 12 as yeah, well. He, yeah. he, he showed me how to do a proper taste. And so you kind of stir the glass. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You give it a little smell. Okay? Man, it smells nice, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you give it a little smell. It smells almost... Um... <laughs> God, what am I trying to describe here? Yeah, here we go. Caramelly almost. Caramel. Yeah, there's a bit of caramel. Yeah. yeah. And then. And breathe out. Let us oh. settle. Let us settle. Yep. Yeah. You breathe out all that kind of. Man, when I. Yeah. As I breathe it out there, you don't get that. You know the way the I sting. reacted there? Yeah, you don't get the, the sting. sting. Exactly. Yeah. That is mad. What yeah. is that? So, like, that's Whiskey Tasting. Um, we may whiskey run, Tasting 101. Yeah, he runs a page, Whiskey Exploration, and then he has me over in the show oh, now and again. He is the man that got you to. Bottle. He's the man that got me the bottle yeah. of Proper 12. And uh, yeah, he showed me how to whiskey review with him. So whiskey taste, I should say. And there we go. We'll get through, we'll get, we'll get through the bottle tonight. What do you think? Oh, I don't think so, bro. No, probably not. You've got like an early start. I've got an early start. But I do like it for a conversation. The first podcast yeah. ever done, uh, um, a guy had on, you know, um, he had done a transformation one. We had a few drinks, man. And I was actually, I, I got on that night. I was on it, bro. Yeah. And I didn't even realize. Well, it's straight whiskey, so like. Yeah, well, we're going to hopefully dilute a small bit. <laughs> But proper 12, the man we're going to speak about, Mr. McGregor. Yes. He has been an idol of yours and an idol of mine and mm. probably an idol of many Irish men over, you know, the last, uh, Jesus, 10 years nearly, is it? Yeah, No, is years. it that long? Uh, well, he started uh, the UFC run about 10 years ago now. That's yeah. crazy, when man. When he was about 25, 26. That's right. No, it would have been about 15, UFC, 16. Yeah. yeah. So... And his career, man, I mean, he has, he's a man that's eclipsed the sport. Yeah. Like ups, he, ups and downs, but I Ups mean, and downs. More ups and downs. 
it, we're we're, yeah. we're gonna. I want to talk about Miss Mama, but I do want to mention where you're obviously heading as well. Um, a man on a different sort of trajectory, but yeah, his 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 career's been incredible, man. Ten years, and I mean, it was a roller coaster. I mean, it from was. begin like when he started, I think his his first fight was against Marcus Brimage, mm-hmm. and that was in Stockholm. I'm pretty sure it was Sweden. And from there, man, he he knocked him out. You know, he TKO'd him that night. But since then, man, he's just done it to everyone up until he fought Aldo. Like yeah. it's crazy. Damn. Like no other fighter. Like how could you? How could you replicate that? I don't think you could. Like it no other fighter, unless another no. fighter does it. But that's that's yeah. the thing. It won't be done again. It yeah. won't be done again. <laughs> Especially he's, he's he's a once in a lifetime fighter. Him, in a generation. Yeah. Uh, Dana White got him in with the Fatita brothers and everything. That's when the UFC was on the come up. McGregor. Yeah doing pay-per-view, kind of yeah. breaking every single pay-per-view there is. Like, the last person they seen like that was probably Brock Lesnar. Like, Brock Lesnar was yeah. doing bits for the UFC, breaking pay-per-view records. Was he knocking people out? He wasn't knocking people out. He was using the wrestling game. But God, I mean, he was massive, man. What a, what a big dude. What was he on? Dude. Did you think he was on some? Oh, he's on everything in the yeah. book. Like, yeah. 100%. Sure, he got done in his last fight for the UFC. For, oh, did he? For steroids, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He got by, it was Mark, Mark Hunt at UFC 200. Yeah. They called him in. Oh, they, they just you saw the uh, take the take the left turn and just don't uh, show up to this match. And then the next day, he got tested and then got done for it. But they ma- they made the money. They got the pay per view and oh, happy days. So it's all about uh, the pay per views, bro. It is, but like yeah, they haven't seen any anyone like um, yeah Brock Lesnar till McGregor came around and then just elevated the sport. Because the great thing about McGregor, man, is that he talked the talk. Like everything yeah. he talked, he <coughs> backed it up. Yeah. Like there was never a stage that he said something and he didn't back it up. Yeah, that's why he said call me mystic Matt because i predict these things like he was incredible man yeah and it's a great thing when someone still goes is. in no he still is incredible um he yeah he he's just he is once in a lifetime man and the way he conducts himself like how well he dresses his presence his you know how he speaks it's just it's so engaging yeah. he's so captivating like if you if you're watching it like at the end of the day ufc two men are getting into the cage and women and they beat each other until the other person says, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. If there's no referee, one of them be dead. So, like, at the end of the day, right, he does do certain things out of, like, uh, what would you call it? Um, wouldn't be the most admirable things. At times, bro, and yeah. I think we probably touched, we actually touched on this in the last podcast. Like, I, I mean, I think it's hard for us, you know, outside looking in, we're kind of, not we're judging him in a sense because we're commenting on him. But, like, yeah. his life is crazy, man. Yeah. When you're earning a hundred million for fighting Floyd Mayweather, which is That's just incredible. Insane. Like who else? No else nobody else. Who else is gonna do it? Who <laughs> no. else is going to be in the UFC, do really well and fight a boxer? Outside of his sport as Like well. there was talk yeah. at some, at one stage about Usman fighting Canelo, but like, that was no one cared. No one, no one cared. No one took that seriously. Like no Mayweather brought McGregor in. That's how it happened. Yeah, and now like I would even go and say a McGregor boxing match would do better than a Floyd Mayweather boxing match right now. If you were to stack them up, probably. I, th- probably. I think so. Well, I mean, a Floyd Mayweather fighting YouTubers. Actually, yeah, fought Deji. Inter- interesting when he yeah. fought Deji. He fought Deji. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't know Deji is KSI's brother. He, he was a big yeah. profile himself. Yeah, we, we did a bit of online coaching during lockdown. As yeah, well. man, he had a lot to say about you. And uh, I actually he, he done well. He did done he? well. How like, long I was mean, he, how long was he with you for? We did about four months it was over lockdown and uh, i remember how did that come about yeah that, that's a good question actually really yeah. good question uh niall um niall ryan he runs the bread batch page was in contact with him and uh, i was training niall and yeah. he put me in touch with deji and uh basically what happened was deji showed up and i was on a skype call and i was like okay this is this is happening right now and he was talking oh, was he big then like he's yeah, a youtuber isn't like he? yeah he's very big like him and ksi came up together oh did they, they like they, they done their youtube together they oh, i didn't know that yeah didn't know that. like they 
both mega super KSO is obviously a global superstar oh God, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Deji's not too far behind him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what that's what happens. And like doing a bit of co- I remember him saying to me, I want to be able to get into good shape before he even gets back into boxing. That was the whole idea. I wasn't teaching him boxing, but it was to get him fit again. Because this is a YouTuber boxing. Yeah, boxing you, YouTuber boxing. This is when it was only kind of coming coming out. Like, and that was pretty big, man. Massive. You see a lot of people with big profiles that have a great following get into boxing. Look at Jake Paul. Yeah, great example. Man, he fought Tommy Fury. Ta- fought Tommy did Fury. Did you watch that fight? I did. What do you think of it? So, I don't think it was a bad fight. Like, yeah, For people, Jake Paul. Yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, right, professional boxers that are doing this 20, 25 years, you There's know. There's a lot of pressure on Tommy Fury, man. There's a lot of pressure. I it? think, yeah. and a lot of people were, I've seen a lot of people commenting after that fight, because he was very emotional after that fight. Yeah, he's where he won a world championship, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but the thing is, man, you like, don't understand the pressure that he's under. Like, he's a young guy, he's 23. Yeah. And he, you know, he's got a, his his brother's man. Yeah. Tommy Fury is his brother. Or t- Tyson Fury. Sorry. <laughs> Tommy Fury. Tommy on the mind. Yeah, yeah. Tyson, sorry. Tyson like Fury. The greatest heavyweight of all time, you could arguably say. And there was talk if he lost that fight that he would just stop boxing. Imagine yeah. the pressure on that, his shoulders, man. What were they saying to him? You can be Ronaldo's PT. Ronaldo's PT, yeah, man. That's not a bad gig either, though. No, it's probably not a bad gig. <laughs> that's if Ronaldo has a PT. I'm sure he yeah. does. But uh, yeah. it's madness, man. And uh, he, look, yeah. he fought well. But Jake Paul done decent in that fight. I mean, it went yeah. to six, six. Was it eight rounds? Eight rounds. Eight rounds. It yeah. went to whole eight. And, uh, like look he'll probably fight again like mm. he'll fight and the numbers he was pulling in just boxers that will box their whole lives and not do them numbers you know that's what I mean and this influencer boxing it's massive yeah he also fought Deji you know that's uh, Deji's, that was one of his first fights Deji's, Deji's he won uh, that fight didn't and he? Jake Paul's first fight yeah he beat Deji and then it was kind of the downfall was that the night case so he fought Logan Paul it was indeed oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Uh, yeah now Logan Paul's in the WWE is he? Yeah, Logan Paul's in the WWE and he was one of the like main uh, attraction matches at WrestleMania just the weekend. Frog splash he frog splashed off the top rope onto the announcer table with KSI in a prime bottle. Oh, I've seen a clip Hilarious. of that. I've seen a clip of that, man. Like, Them two, I, uh, credit where credit's you, man. They're geniuses. Like that prime drink. Do you Have you tried it? I haven't tried it yet. Refu- oh, I'm very surprised to hear I, you haven't I, tried I, it. I refuse to pay 25 quid for a bottle of prime. Is that, I think it's came down a small bit now, has it? Or is it well, still? See, they're buying it, um, for shipping it in from America and then okay. they're charging outrageous prices but, but it's, it's mad man. and it's probably the it. fastest growing drink in the world I think it is yeah, it's up there it's sponsored Arsenal football team yeah it's, it's the, on the UFC it's on the canvas yeah, in the it's, UFC it's the official drink of the UFC and Arsenal uh, crazy man you know fair sorry. play to them and there's, al- there's also talks bringing it back to McGregor Jake yeah. Paul and McGregor doing a boxing match is that going to happen though that I, I think it might happen um, I, I think it does potential there you I know? don't think so bro do you not think so no the reason why I say it man like McGregor's more serious than fighting Jake Paul and that's no offence to Jake Paul but it's like that wouldn't look good for McGregor yeah and I think a lot of shit happened there as well I think there was, there was uh, McGregor because Jake Paul was talking a lot of shit about you can't yeah. talk shit about anyone man yeah it doesn't go down well <laughs> yeah. but I think there was a lawsuit that McGregor pulled on Jake Paul for the things he said really? yeah so I don't think that would ever happen as far as I know, as far Still, as I know, I'd, look, I'd, I'd, I'd pay to see you. Yeah, listen, <laughs> let's get back to your own life, bro, because you're making moves at the moment. You're going to the land, the land down under. Yeah, I am indeed. Yeah, you are. You're heading to Australia, bro. Stick a steak on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> like many Irish people at the moment, uh, young Irish people. The thing is, man, this country. Where's the opportunity, bro? I just don't think there's. Like, much. what? What was your main yeah. motivation for deciding to leave? So I kind of realistically said to myself, right, I'm 25 now. I'm yeah. Are you 26 this year? 26 in December, yeah. So I was like, there's not much opportunity here. The housing prices, if I wanted to rent, 
Um, if I wanted to get a mortgage, it, it doesn't look very likely in Ireland right now. Yeah. And especially the career I'm in, PT, um, I found Australia was the place to be for a personal trainer. Yeah. Like the, the weather's the, good. In, the, in demand over it, there? It seems like it, yeah. yeah. So like um, I looked into it a little bit, but I'm kind of just going on a bit of a whim as well yeah good um, man but you're young though bro you've yeah. no responsibilities <coughs> here you know you've nothing kind of you've no girlfriend yeah thank god so you've no kids no that, kids that, yeah, you, that, that, that you know though that i'm aware <laughs> of no, I'm um, <laughs> but like yeah that's the thing bro you've no responsibility why not see the world man uh yeah it's i just think it's the right time um i've been in platinum for seven years as a yeah. personal trainer and it served you well it served me well and i uh, love that gym to bits love the people in the gym i actually love bob Regan. love the people but um, I just said to myself, you know what? This is the right time to do it. Going off of me, Todd, and yeah. uh, try and make it happen. Come on. So, yeah. I love it, bro. You have just a bit of ambition. I have to say, man, I think anyone with a bit of ambition does kind of want to get out. Like, you can set up your own business here. You could probably do exceptionally well as a PT, but I think you're, you're needing something fresh. Yeah. The, the, the mind, man, it goes numb when it's doing the same thing day in, day out. Like, yeah. you've seen the same four walls of Platinum Gym for the past seven, eight years. Yeah. You need a it, fresh beginning, man. We all do, and... With that new environment, you're gonna man, you're gonna just thrive. Hopefully, you um, will. the The plan is to go over there. Um, I'm starting in the gym. Yeah. I did a few interviews, and I'm um, starting with Fitness First Australia. Where so Where in um, Where in Australia are you going? Uh, Melbourne, St Kilda. Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Yeah. So, uh, right down the bottom. And, uh, we're starting as soon as I go over, just straight in. Happy days. And do a bit of traveling around that. Meet up with some people. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's plenty. There's a big Irish population. There. <coughs> yeah. Isn't exactly. that the weird thing, man? When we go away, we always seek our own. Seek Irish people. Seek the Irish pub and yeah. like uh, I, pl I plan on just kind of branching out a little yeah, bit yeah and you uh, will man like you're going over there you're not going with any friends so you've no, no kind of like you know if you go with someone you're always together yeah now you have to do it by yourself there's Literally. no one else but you and like we're all social beings so you it's want to be to, around yeah it's time to grow up you'll grow man you're gonna so, grow so much over like there like you're, you're, yeah. this is massive man yeah. massive one thing I'm thinking, thinking about so much because I had my own independence when I moved over to Scotland for when I was 20 to go study nursing I didn't know what I was doing, bro. I hadn't a breeze. I actually didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do this course. You want to try it? I'll give it a jacket there, yeah. Let's see. Good quality smokes there. Not promoting smoking at all. But uh, every so often, I like a smoke, man. I like, the, I like the Russian nicotine. Be grand. Yeah. But getting bit, back to what I was saying. A bit of menthol on that there. It's blue, the blueberry, blueberry flavored. They're lovely, bro. Oh. Anyway, you can't saying? get them in Ireland. But what I was saying there about um, just having your own ind independence, man. When I went to Scotland, I didn't know what I was doing, man. Like, I was going doing this course. I was like, oh, let's see how this goes. 20, yeah. had no idea what was going on, bro. But it was the best thing I've ever done, bro. Like leaving home was the best thing because I grew up so much. I had my own independence. Exactly. I was living with other people. I was under, like, there's so many dynamics to it, man. Come back a man. You do, man, you come back more mature. I think that's one, the, the biggest thing that stood to me, man. I came back more mature because... I was lacking that maturity. Like living at home, mommy's doing everything. She's cooking, she's washing, she's cleaning. She loves you. She always sees you as your kid. And as a young man, you want to grow up and have your own independence. You want to stand on your own two feet. You want to be like, this is my place. Mm -hmm. I do the dishes. I clean up. Oh, you do everything for yourself, man. Literally. Best way to mature, best way to grow up is to leave home and experience that for yourself. Because I find, I have found recently, man, and I hate to even admit this, but I'm almost slightly resentful like this is gonna sound so strange man right i love my mom to bits I, I, she's done everything for me she's yeah. yeah she's incredible she's incredible absolutely incredible but i become resentful to her because i'm not i don't have my own independence i live under her roof you know this is her house and i'm like i i want my own space yeah so badly man. Do your and, own thing. and yeah. i think you you, may, you touched on it there it's like in ireland bro it's very difficult there's a housing crisis the rent is through the roof it's a very expensive i think it's the most expensive 
place to live in Europe. It's very expensive, man. Jeez. The tax, yeah, taxes through the roof. Like, what are you gonna do? You can't move out of Balbriggan because it's just where would you go? Exactly. Where am I gonna go? Yeah. So, and like, did you have any friends that left for Australia? But like, I was just gonna even say to you there: Would you ever go back to Scotland or like? No, it's it's kind of being there, done that. It's ticked off the list, yeah. bro. I have no ambition really to go back. You know what I mean? I've, uh, I'm quite look. I'm very fortunate. I'm living at home yeah. now, and although I was critiquing it there, I'm happy where I am right now. I'm happy the way things are going. I feel like I've got a solid base here. I've got a lot of good friends around me. I'm on a nice path. I feel. I don't need to leave right now. My ambition isn't to leave right now, but definitely in the future, man. I, I, I it's I'm considering a big time. Yeah. I would definitely love to... Uh, it's interesting. I'll see how well you get on as well, man. It'd be interesting well, to see. Pop over and say hello. I know? might even, bro. Exactly. <laughs> it'd be a long flight, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> a long one. A long one. How long hours. is it? 25 hours. 20, I think it's 22 or 23. Where are you flying from? From here to... Uh, Dublin. So I'm leaving the 1st of May. Uh, flying to Dubai for an hour and a half stop over. Lovely. And then straight back on the plane over to melbourne lovely drop in one-way ticket one-way ticket and do you have any kind of idea how long you'd like to be there for or is this so that's I a big question that's a big question um i don't know exactly mm. i'm going over with the intention of giving it at least six months to a year daddy uh, like I'm ha- i have that definitely a year probably definitely a year. yeah yeah probably a year um and uh if i have to i'll do some farm work i'll just kind of become how does it do work though for anyone probably listening that that's in the pt industry <coughs> how does it work because you might not necessarily have to do the farm work so, I'm still figuring out as I go along. Yeah. Um, but but what I'm, happens though? They can sponsor you, isn't that right? As I'm aware right now, so I'm on a working holiday visa. So I go over there. I'm entitled to work for uh, one year. And then yeah. if I would like to extend my working holiday visa, you do three months of, it's called regional work. So working in a bar in a regional area. Yeah. Or farm work or something on the lines of that. Because there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity get in Australia right now. <laughs> get, to get that into you. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm actually liking this proper toilet, bro. It's yeah. nice. It's going down a treat, isn't it? it? It's going pretty down, down a bit too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Oh, I love it, man, because the flow of conversation just goes well when there's a drink involved, doesn't it? I love a night out, man. You're just kind of drink. You're get, you get loose. Yeah, exactly. You get into things Not a bit more. the things as much, and no, I, it's I almost. Well, you get to a certain point, your words will get sloppy, but it just kind of it, <laughs> it loses you a small bit. It does. Um, I, I, I have no problem with you, drinking. You've no issue sure. with drinking. Have no. you, um, you don't get excessive on noise. You know, when you're younger, man, like I remember thinking back when I was 16, 17, yeah. I would get palatic drunk, man. I would be just like Parap- barely fit, paraplegic. paraplegic, bro, barely fit to stand. <laughs> like it's mad when you're younger, the uh, states you used to get into. Like you yeah. couldn't do that now, man, because you were like, it's almost like you, you, you grow up, you mature a small bit, but you're yeah. like, I don't want to be. Just like showing myself up here. Yeah. That's like, a big thing. No, no, what the thing is, right? I know there's a lot of people out there that don't drink and promote yeah. anti-drinking. And like, I agree with them. Like, they're, they're, they're right in certain ways. I think people are becoming more wise to it as more well. More wise to it. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that say they don't go out on the weekend and do this and do that. But like, you're best off being transparent. Like, with my clients as well, I'm always transparent. Yeah. Like, I'll say, I'm doing fitness Monday to Friday, but then guess what? I'm going to have a few drinks. And you know what? I might get a pizza as well on top of that. I'm not getting a pizza, is it? <laughs> might get a pizza. A cheeky pizza. Yeah. Man, you have to. Man, I, I said it before. We got started. It's, it's all about moderation, bro. Yeah. 100%. You, you can live life. Just be strict. Like, I always say, man, don't take yourself seriously, no. but look after yourself seriously. Yeah. So just, yeah. like, And look, if you have to have a day off or you have a drink, just don't do it to excess. You know, wake up the next morning, you're, you're somewhat fresh. You won't be as fresh Absolutely. as if you didn't have a drink. But it's just like, be aware of it, man. Yeah, spe- special occasions, I may push the envelope a little bit. But yeah. Like, apart from that, 
I'm, I'm, I'm well enough to get up in the morning, go for my walk, dip in the sea, back to business. You know, we love the sea dips, bro. We love it. We both did one today as we well. We did indeed, bro. How was, how was your own sea dip today? You're Lovely. a big man for the sea dips. I do. I, yeah. I love it. Um, dropped off a little bit, but I always come back to it. Like yeah. Maybe it goes a week or two, maybe, but I'll always get back how to it. How would you normally feel post-sea dip? I have this thing every so often, bro. I'll, ha- I'll do a sea dip, bro, and it's, re- <sighs> it's a really intense in- experience because you're in like... The dead, like the cold, it's the water is so cold, man. Fight or flight mode, really. But you jump into it, don't you? Yeah. See, I, I'm, I go, I'll give it away. Right, this great spot. I'm quite. I, I live local, so I live here, and uh, yeah. I won't say where it is. But anyway, Terror Bay is the spot <laughs> where I go. People already figure out where I'm from now already. <laughs> but it, I guess to kind of tiptoe, you tiptoe into it. Where you jump into it, it's more extrime. But you get that shock straight away. Oh, yeah, do I you? don't think so, and I'll tell you why. Right, I think it's more extreme than what you're doing. Really, I, I do because you can, you can almost fight against it like you could always turn back wouldn't you like exactly and you're kind of going one step closer every time and yeah. you're slowly getting submerged in the yeah, water in yeah. the cold where like, you just jump straight I'm in. just straight in I don't think about it. Yeah. I'm just like you know, and you're in and then you're like oh my god it's just a shock it's a great way to con- I think man it's the best way to conquer your mind and build up that mental resilience Oh well, when you're in that cold water man like you could turn out you could turn back when I'm walking down the steps, man, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. Man, I never, like, I yeah. talk about cold showers so much, man. I do love them. I love the effect that it gives me. But I fucking don't love going into them. Like, I deliberate beforehand. Like, I never, I, I've got to the point where it's just, it's straight cold in the morning. Do you yeah. take cold showers? I don't. I just jump yeah. in the sea. But oh, you just jump in the sea, yeah. But, but at the same time... I it's still the same effect. I mean, you're thinking you, in your... When you're, you how do you feel when you're walking down to the, the cold water? Like, are you having any thoughts? I do. I, get, yeah. I always get a thought every time. There's that resistance there, man. <laughs> yeah. There's such resistance to the cold water because it's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, but then you conquer that, man. You're, like, you, you're building up that mental strength going, oh, I can fucking do this, man. And you start to say, I can do other things as well. Exactly. I think it's, man, I think it's like, um, it's almost like a secret, but it can build your confidence up a lot. 100%. Can't they? It really can. It's like, for example, like, do you ever have one of them days where you just stay in your bed all day, you don't leave the house, you're kind of groggy, you're this yeah. and that, and you feel like crap. And like, you know, it could be like, I, I've i had days where I'm like that and I'm like, I kind of take note. I'm like, why do I feel like this? And mm. it's because of this. But when you get out, no matter what the weather, jump in, do your, like, you're instantly like, I'm alive. You f- man, I oh am alive. my God, you said it, bro. You're so fucking I alive, feel man. Things, you know what I mean? You fit, man, because <laughs> everything shuts off. Your mind stops racing, man. You can't think. You, it brings you to the present moment. That's the great thing about the cold water, man. I had a yeah. friend of mine, man. He almost had like this spiritual awakening in the cold water. Yep. Like his mind shut off and he felt like he... I remember the voice now he sent me, bro. He said he, he could almost see himself from above. He was that at peace with everything. Apologies. We've got oh. the old... Uh, we've got the old... Sorry, I'm gonna be hopping up and down, bro. But yeah, he had this like, spiritual experience in the cold water, which is just fascinating, and it just goes to show, like it, it's a great way to build your confidence. Yeah, best way to build your confidence. Um, uh, absolutely, guys. There uh, went there with me jujitsu coach Dan Wayne. He's an Good advocate man. for it every day. Like, really, everything he doesn't miss a beat. Every, every day, every day, no bother to him. Fair play. I went, went down with him today. We both jumped in. We're both just looking at each other, and you just always have that look, and you're just like giddy yes. almost. Yeah, like, feels you know, class, man. And you get out, get your coffee, and everything. <sighs> So good, bro. So good. Yeah. Listen, we'll move on, right? Um, and actually, there's a few other things I want to touch on. You're doing a competition. Yeah. You're doing a competition. When, when's that happening? 
So that's in two April twenty second. So just the week before I fly off. Very nice. So the goal is, you know, win that competition. I've came yeah. second. I've came third in my last couple. So the goal is to win this one. And how is your performance going in training? Are you it's going good. Well? You know, like I'm trying to balance with kind of getting ready to move move away as well. A lot of moving parts at the moment. So th- there is, but at the same time, I feel like I'm ready. I've I put a lot of work in since the start of the year in jiu-jitsu and uh, the goal is to win that competition, get the blue belt. Daily. I'd love to. That's up to coach. Yeah. You know I mean, so we'll see what happens. If you win, you probably will get it I'm hoping do you want to continue continue the jiu-jitsu when you get over there 100% but yeah. I think the main thing is to focus on the getting get, set the, get set up in the gym and do that sort of stuff and then continue my what if what if you learn what's been like the main lesson because man I love martial arts bro yeah. and I was hoping this year I would break into doing something on a continuous space because I've done a bit of Muay Thai over in Scotland I will, uh, will at some stage I know Muay Thai over in Scotland man and it's the biggest eye opener for me ever bro doing a martial art bro I learned so much I learned the importance of like you know, learn a skill in a controlled environment where you have aggression is so important and especially just building up that physicality. I think I think the biggest thing that everyone should get taught is a martial art from a young age. And the reason why I say this is because it builds this internal confidence where you're walking around knowing how to defend yourself. Like the average guy of our age, I would say, I would definitely say this with confidence, is that they don't know how to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Like you think you have an idea in your head of how to defend yourself but you've never no. you've never gone to a place where you learn the skill and learned you know build up you know all the hard work that goes into and everything else i think that's it's just so neat like the internal confidence you have known i can defend myself if a situation ever arose you're not trying to instigate it but just in case it ever happened it's just yeah knowing how to handle your emotions as well yeah like like for example that's massive yeah like it's usually the like the guy in the bar usually with the black belt in jiu-jitsu, is the one not starting the fights. Exactly. He's the one trying to avoid at all costs. Yeah. It's because he has he, no no ego. Your yeah. ego is left at the door when you walk into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That's, egos are left at the door and you're going to get beat by guys half the size of you wrapping their legs around your head and you're just like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And uh, you just have to learn how to accept that. <laughs> like that's brilliant and get better and then the whole thing is you're struggling every every time you go in there you're getting beat you're you're beating people and then you're learning that's the main thing yeah and, uh, how many years are you doing it i'm doing three years now three years three years and um, it's good setup to have in balbriggan oh, great beyond jiu-jitsu academy yeah Shout i like, I like the page boys. man yeah. yeah oh it's great crap. how many days a week are you doing at the moment because you're there pretty consistent at the moment four days a week that's a lot bro so four days a week and then and how did you get into doing jiu-jitsu like what was the what instigated you getting into jiu-jitsu that's a, that's a good question so uh, I, th- I honestly think it was uh, conor mcgregor and the ufc that's the truth that's brilliant that's the truth. That's uh, fucking class. Let's, br- let's break into talking yeah. about the main man because uh, we've been, this is the main topic of conversation talking about Mr. McGregor and, and everything got to do with him. But yep. what, what you're going to discuss is what we've kind of picked out or, or found or yeah, came across was his best six moments in the UFC mm-hmm. because that's what I know him for. I know he fought in Bellator and he, he was a two-way world. Not Bellator, it was Cage Warriors. It was Cage Warriors. Yeah. Sorry, my fault. Yeah, it wasn't Bellator. Cage Warriors. Good man, thank, thank you for correcting me. I know me still. You're here. You do know your still. <laughs> but uh, how he came onto the scene, how I knew him. Like, man, I remember back in the day, bro, RT used to do documentaries on him. This is when he was in the UFC and it was just fascinating to watch how he conducted himself. Like, wow. I remember, like, he's big into mindset and that's what I love about McGregor, man. His mindset is like, it's rock solid. You can't break that man. But he always used to, he would always seek inspiration. I remember, I remember before he, he fought in Dublin, I think it was a Brandao, a Brazilian guy that he fought. Great fight. He, he, I think he won Diego the first Brandao, round. Yeah. Brandao was, yeah. In the but three I remember, arena. In three arena. I remember he's in a hotel room, bro, and he has a 
apologies there. He was he had this little book of quotes, and he had a quote from Oprah Winfrey. Now I can't remember the quote, but I remember he was so fascinated when he read the quote. Like he was always seeking inspiration. I think that's really important to do for anyone in life, man. Always seek to be inspired by someone else. And the reason why I say that learn from others. You learn from others. That's that's you're dead right. You learn from others, but not just that. You'll be inspired to the point that one day you become that inspiration. And that's what McGregor's doing, bro. Yeah. He has inspired so many people. Look at, for instance, Ian Gary, that's now in the UFC, upcoming. Up and coming well. Who who inspired him? Like Ian Gary talks so highly about McGregor. And McGregor only funnily enough, bro. And last night when I was sitting down and I watched a few YouTube videos just to kind of refresh my memory on what we're going to talk about. McGregor said back in the day that he was hoping to obviously have a legacy in the UFC, which he's, you know, he's done. Everything he said he ended up doing, have a, le- a legacy in the UFC and inspire <laughs> and hopefully another young kid that's watching him to come up and do as he's done. Yeah. Ian, Ian Gary, bro. Ian's a, he's a living proof of that and he's on his way up to becoming a UFC champion. And he's a man from North County Dublin as well, which is great, isn't it? So yeah. he's a man from Malahide, Pomarnock area. Yeah, yeah, trained in actually Platinum James Malahide. Did he? Back, back in the day, yeah. I actually, weirdly enough, bro, this is, I, c- I can't tell you, I, I, I'm pretty sure it happened, right? Back in the day when I was playing for Pats, playing a 16-year-old, I remember him being on the pitch. Man, he was so small back in the day. Really? And he had this, ma- he must have had a massive growth spurt, but yeah. he's fucking, he looks incredibly tall. What is he, a middleweight now? Uh, welterweight. Welterweight, welterweight. Wait, is a welterweight? Yeah, welterweight. Yeah. Manspital's yeah, division? Yeah, yeah, welterweight. Yeah. Welterweight, yeah. welterweight. So, um, I'd say he's two, three fights away from a title shot. Like literally, is he that close? He's that close. I'd say. Who's he fighting next? He's fighting soon, isn't he? I don't know who he's fighting yet exactly, uh, but all I know is three fights in that welterweight top twenty, top fifteen. You're you're climbing the ranks and you're up there, and uh, and he's walking the walk as well, bro. Yeah, um, the wel- the welterweight division right now. You have like what Leon Edwards just won. Uh, that was def- great. Did you watch that fight? I did. I watched. Oh it. my god! Defended the belt. Yeah. Did you think that was a close fight? It was very close. I thought it was really close. But at the I same, think, yeah. I think Leon. Edwards just got it though. Just got it. Like, think about it from this perspective. Like, Usman didn't do enough to win the belt that night. Dead, dead right. Like, did he convince the judges he's the champion? No. No. So, even if it was that close, yeah. you got to give it to the champion. I think so. you got to do a bit more to actually get the belt, in my opinion. And I think he done enough. He did. Uh, Jeez, that first fight between them two was crazy, man. Yeah. Watching that back, man. Four. Four rounds. He, well, it was. I think he did he win the first one, then lost the three after that. And he was defeated, yeah. man. He was a defeated man. And then when, the, when the inspiration from his coach to kind of get crazy. going again. And then he... Pull, pull out a fire. Class, man. And that was all prepared, bro. I love Madness. seeing that, man. Did you see a striking coach? How he prepared him to take that shot? Like he he was studying Usman and he studied Usman's head movement. How how Usman how he would move into the shot. He would lean. Bang. He would lean to his right, and it was set up so well, man. He threw a jab and then that left kick, man. It's like yeah, he was like what a fucking shot, man. He was defeated. He had no belief left in himself. It didn't look like anyway. And like he's a man from the UK, uh, yeah. London, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna say something. If McGregor got a shot at him, he'd beat him. McGregor would beat Leon Edwards 100%. You think so? 100%. But I think he'd struggle against Usman with the wrestling, but I think against Leon Edwards, I think he could How good of a... Like, what's McGregor going to do now? Because he's done it all, to be fair, right? He's done it all. Yeah. He's definitely... He's gone up in weight class, I think, because if he's going to... Or is he, though? Is he going to... Well, he is chat, looking jacked at the he's moment. He's massive, man. Massive. Like, his uh, body's changed so much, bro. When you, when you look at him originally, when he was in that featherweight division, like... It's crazy. He was skin and bone. And then he gradually went up, like he went up to lightweight, 
which yeah. is 155, isn't it? 155 lightweight division. He's held belts at 145 and 155. Yeah, um, which is incredible. Yeah. And, and he was the first fighter to do that as well in the he's, UFC. He's fought twice at welterweight. He's fought Diaz and Cowboy. Well, three times. Diaz twice at welterweight and then Cowboy. At was that at welterweight? That was at welterweight. Was it, yeah. yeah. And then he's fighting... Chad. Was the first time that lightweight, no? No. He, was it not? It was, it was the first time he moved up weight class and then... That was when he was looking a bit more tired and he didn't yeah, have to yeah. kind of snap. He went straight from 145 to 170. Did um, he? he won, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then the second fight, the whole thing was, they were like, why not do it at 155? And he was like, no, I want to keep it at the same weight. Yeah. And he done 170. And then uh, fought Cowboy at 170 um, after he fought Eddie Alvarez at, at 155. Yeah. And now he's fighting, what's his name? Uh, who's the fella he's fighting? Chandler. Chandler at yeah. 170. Is Chandler going to be 170? 170, yeah. Because McGregor's a big guy now, man. He, he's not making 155 right now. No. So like, And things change, man. You know what I mean? His body, Your body's going to change over time as well. Yeah. And he's uh, probably eating more and everything else that goes with it. And, yeah. and that whole you know leg break, man, that was serious. So He snapped his leg in half. And you know oh. what? You know, a lot of people were giving him shit for like... He had a fracture yeah. going into that fight, man, supposedly. Yeah. You know, he, like they're bringing, he's bringing out a Netflix documentary, actually. Man, this has been talked about for years, so bro. He's gonna, there's going to be the whole behind the scenes about it. So we get to see... We get to see him, man, because there is obviously one on Netflix already called The Notorious. But that only goes as far as... Oh, oh technical difficulty. All good? Yeah, we're all good, yeah. All set? Perfect. Um, <coughs> yeah, that, that Netflix documentary is brilliant, but that only goes as far as, I think... Where does that bring, bring us br- up to? It brings you right before the Khabib fight. And then it doesn't show you the Khabib. No, it brings you right to the Eddie Alvarez fight. But it doesn't show you the Eddie. It doesn't Eddie. show you, doesn't the, show you show, yeah. the big one was the, the Aldo knockout. That yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was, man. That's exactly what I think he fought. No, 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 what it was, right? So we got to the point of Aldo. Then he fought Diaz the first time, lost. And then it was a rematch. And I think it ends there. Yes. That's then, where it ends. So you don't see the Alvarez. You don't see Mayweather. Because that's a big part, man. Oh, massive, I actually, massive. Massive, man. Because what's really interesting with that as well... McGregor, you know, that lead up to it, he was uh, obviously going into boxing, which is, you know, it's a whole other sport, bro. It's crazy to think he'd done that, but he had a lot of spars with um, another boxer who was a poly... Polly Maginali. Maginali, is that how you pronounce Polly it? Polly Maginali. And there's a lot of controversy spar- about that, man. Because remember yeah. you were seeing clips of, of McGregor flooring him <laughs> up. They actually had a proper fight, supposedly. Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, but it, people went to it. Like Dana, Rock- Dana White yeah. and all were there. It was like real Rocky Apollo. Did you ever see that? When at the end of Rocky, I think it's Rocky Tree, they have the Apollo Rocky rematch behind closed doors. No one knows who won. Like, <laughs> it gives me that vibe. It man. does, man. So <laughs> this is what's going to come out in the Netflix documentary. And I actually think this is coming out soon. And the reason why I say it. He knows how to market, doesn't he? Oh, man? he's brilliant, man. Like, why are we drinking proper 12 now? Conor McGregor, that's it. That's yeah, it, exactly. You have to give it a whack. You know what I mean? Give it a go. Support the Irish, man. We do indeed. It's a crazy yeah. thing, man. He is from Dublin, isn't it? Yeah. Like, man, like Ireland. Bro. Superstar. He is a superstar, bro. I'm probably one of the biggest sports there, so he definitely have one of the highest paid last year, and he didn't even fight. But that's all comes from the whiskey brand, isn't it? I think he sold some shares, and I, I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, and Artem, do you see what Artem was saying? Artem no. Lobov, um, the fella that he was. No, I know, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, basically, Artem was saying that oh, it's that his, was idea. his idea. Yeah, <laughs> and he came after him. Um, uh, that's kind of dead in the water now, though. Yeah, or is it? The case is over. Uh, the case wasn't uh, won, but he was coming. He was coming for a proper twelve. Like, that's mad, man. Imagine yeah. like 
imagine a guy that you've came up with that you that's been a training partner he for you. He probably looked after him like. Oh, he definitely looked after like him. Definitely. Like there'll be no, there'll be no Arthur Lobov team, without McGregor. That's it. That's exactly that's what he, I mean. He wasn't even a great fighter. Like you know, I'd give him a good go. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> don't don't talk to him. Don't joking. talk to him soon. <laughs> but anyway, listen, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna so we got the top. One of the top six. Another one. We'll get into it in a sec. But we're going to talk about the top six uh, moments that we've kind of conjured up together. Uh, and we'll go with number six anyway. All right. Go with number six. We're going to start there, right? So it was uh, a man he's fought three times now, which is crazy to think. Number Dustin six. Poirier. Dustin Poirier, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the first fight anyway. Um, but that was another, like, that fight, man. What I loved about that once again was McGregor bet him before he reached the cage. Yeah. I'm and he picked warfare. around, and he, after the fight, he was like, call me Mystic Mac, because I predict these things. Yeah. And he'd done it once again. But One of the most iconic moments in the UFC. Yeah, definitely so, bro. Like, imagine, it's so crazy, man. Imagine just the audacity to be like, I'm going to beat this guy, but I'm also going to predict the round and how I'm going to do it. And he said first round, bro, and he clipped him behind no the one, ear. No one had ever, ever done that. Like, No one ever does that, Muhammad, bro. I think Muhammad Ali had kind of like... Like, that's where he generated this aura from Muhammad Ali he's the WWE wrestlers cutting the promos he put yeah. it all in then his Irish spin on it yeah. and then became like a mega so likeable man like yeah. everyone loves McGregor well the majority of people love McGregor in the UFC like he is it's almost like I feel like he has in some sort of way put the UFC on the map yeah like he's did. definitely inspired a lot of fighters he's put the UFC on the map and the reason that they're where they are today is because of the fights that he has had. Yeah, exactly. Like all, I think the top two or three, or yeah, out of the top, out of the top five, I think he has he at least two that are like the most pay per views. Yeah, he he brought it mainstream when it wasn't cool. Yeah, like UFC. No, it was always cool. Yeah, lie. but like, um, yeah, he brought it to new heights. He definitely did, man. Celebrities showing up to to fights. I mean, all like this walking out with Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's madness, man. Like, it's actually incredible, isn't it? It is. And uh, look, he hasn't fought in a while and he's still relevant. We're still talking about him. People still, he puts up a tweet and everyone shares it. It's going crazy. He knows how to put himself in the mix without even being there. Yeah. Like he's a, such a hype about him, man. But yeah. this, he's earned that. People want to see him. People want to see him, man. People this is why we're talking about him right now, man, because he's just, he's made such an impact. Yeah. He's made such an impact and no one else, like, this is what I'm, this is what we're saying. Like, there's not how could anyone else be like him? Because he's so, it's he's so unique. But it's like he's more than just unique. It's just so much more than just being unique. It's like he he just he grasps your attention like nothing else, man. And he knows how to for it to make you care, even if you don't like him. It's like the heel in wrestling. They make you not like you, but you're still gonna watch. Yeah. There's a lot of people that might say this and that about McGregor, but they're tuning in and they're what what happened? You know what I mean? Exactly. Look, if when when he does fight channel, it'll be interesting to see when that does happen, man. But that has such hype about it as well. And they're doing the Ultimate Fighter TV show. Yeah, that's the come that's out. Fi- that's filmed and all. Yeah, it's done. It's done and dusted, man. It's, it's just incredible, man. He, he, like you said, man, he just draws in people. Which is just incredible. Was there any anything else in that fight that kind of sticks out? There wasn't a, like, there's not that much to talk about because I think he had it finished in the, yeah, first, yeah, the first two minutes. Round, yeah, like all it was is was him getting into Dustin Poirier's head. He went out there and just gave him the left hand. You spoke about it, man. You talked about emotion. When you go in and you're emotionally riled up, you're gonna overreact. And I just think that's so important to have control of. In you know, fighting's a different story, but I'm just talking about in life in general, man. If you have control over your emotions. 
you're in control of yourself. You're you if you yeah. can control what's going on inside, you can control who you are. But I remember I remember going back just I remember because what I love, man, what I fucking love is UFC embedded. Yeah. The reason why I like That's it so great. much, you get the background, you get to see what's going on, and everything else behind the scenes, behind the yeah. scenes, man. And I remember just seeing. <coughs> You know, they'd be in the same room and McGregor be looking over him and Poirier's ready to go, man. He's like, oh, I want to kill this fella. Mm. You know what I mean? And McGregor's just there taunting the whole time. He's able to just get him riled up. I don't think anyone was used to that at the time. No, I don't think that because a lot of fighters have respect for one another. And if someone's bad mouth and you're going, I'm going to destroy, I think he called him a hillbilly and all. And <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? He just, he got in his head, bro. And he done yeah. it so well, which is just, it's credit to McGregor, man. He just knew, he knows how to push buttons. I think that's what it he is. He knows to push the right buttons. He does indeed. So I think, going off what we have there, that was UFC 178, and then number five, which was a great fight, because I don't think we'd seen McGregor in quite some time in this fight, but it was uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. That was an interesting fight. That was, and that, that, that's another fight that ended very quick. This, this is the hype about McGregor, man. He would finish fight, man. The number of fights we're going to talk about, he finished the fight so early. He yeah. wasn't, he's not a fighter known for going many rounds, apart from one that we're going to actually mention as well, but Cerrone fight was an interesting one. It was, it, does he still have it? That was the question. Does McGregor still have Wait, it? Well, he was out for a period of time. It was that, it, this was after he fought Mayweather. So is that he right? went and fought Mayweather, which was absolutely incredible, by the way. Yeah. The press what conference. What did he go, 11 rounds or something, was yeah, it? Yeah, like, he, he, he gave him a good few shots. The, the press conferences, it was like a movie. You're watching a real-life movie unfold exactly. before your eyes. Yeah. Did you ever see Dana White actually announce McGregor into those press conferences? Hilarious. Do you know what Dana White loves McGregor. Oh, he does, man. Should they <laughs> hang out together, bro? Yeah. Like, who? What, what other UFC fighter is chilling? Like, there's a recent photo I've seen of... Um, McGregor and Dana White just chilling on the couch. Yeah. Like, there's no other UFC fighter that would, like, they haven't. Have that they, relationship. They, they don't have that relationship, no. man. There's no. Because Dana White understands McGregor is such an asset for the company that oh. he has. And do you see the way, even recently, I've, I've actually watched um, an interview oh. McGregor was doing with uh, earlier, Ariel Hawani. How do you pronounce it? Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani, which is the, he's the GOAT, by the way. Ariel is the guy. He's a great reporter, man. Heelwani, they call him as well. Is that what they call Heelwani. him? Heelwani. Um, great reporter, but like the way McGregor was speaking about the UFC there, because he got questioned about Nganu and everything else that, and everything else that went on there, but McGregor's like, the UFC is where it's at. Like he yeah. talks so highly about the UFC. He just, he that's knows his, what to say, man. bread and butter. It is his bread and butter. That's what's made him. Yeah. Like, and I think he's very appreciative, man, which is really important. It's like, you should appreciate the people that bring you up that have given you the chance to live the life that you have because no one else is going to do that. Like, no one else done it. Yeah. The UFC is, has put McGregor on a pedestal and he just, he went above that pedestal and beyond. Yeah, it's like he took the reins, he took the, and just went with it. He did. And he carried that company on his back. But to, talking about that fight in particular, um, because, man, that, that's a fucking mad fight. The, because the shoulder shots when he starts. Where had you seen that before, man? Never. Like, <laughs> no one else had ever done that. No. But it was so weird, man, because the fight kicked off, and uh, what I remember of it, like, Cerrone went for some sort of, he tried to take him down or grapple with him in some yeah. sort of way. They were holding on to one another, and all of a sudden, McGregor just unleashes the shoulder, man. Like, man, I, I don't think, like, I... I watch, I watch a bit of UFC. Yeah. I, I watch a lot and I've never seen it. You watch a lot. Never seen it. Who, man, the shoulder is such a powerful joint to you, especially in that close. Yeah. You get your shoulder into him, man. Man, it was crazy. It's incredible, man. And like, he was so dazed. <laughs> like, Cerrone just didn't know what was going on, man. And you as can't soon... prepare for that. No. You can't prepare for that at all. And I think the UFC kind of gave Cerrone that fight to, like, I'd say that was just like, because he, he served the company well as well. Yeah. It's like, you have this fight, you have your... An opportunity your, here. A massive opportunity. Make a lot of money, 
which he done. Yeah. I'm sure he done. Fighting McGregor, man, how else would it be? The pay-per-view's through the roof. Yeah. And it's just like, they gave him a chance, but McGregor, man, Jesus Christ. That was such a quick fight, man. You know what the funniest part about that whole thing as well on the lead-up? He was such a nice, humble McGregor. Yeah, like I think he said, I mean, I remember I remember one thing he said. He said, the, the blood will be spilled, but there will be no bad blood. Like, man, what are you meant to respond to that? Like, you know, like what is God? Like, it's madness, man. Like, he has such a way with words. Words are so powerful, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was hilarious. It's fucking brilliant, man. And fair play to him. But that was a, a fight that ended so quickly as well man i'm pretty sure within once again the first two minutes that fight was over mm-hmm. but it, there was a lovely he, man he's he a stunned. long layoff long layoff as well like. yeah man he had a big period like it's very hard to understand man imagine getting paid a hundred million for a night's work yeah. like you're kind of your life like i did i think after that he came out with proper 12 like you just start seeing opportunity no it was no because it was it was before that the proper 12 he came out when he was fighting khabib that's right. That's right. That's, that's actually. He, that's when you'd show up to press conferences, like after having a few, and it was yeah. getting a bit nasty. <laughs> it's so funny you mention that, man. I remember uh, this is actually this reminds me of something, right? Um, it's so funny you mention that because I remember he done an interview before the Cerrone fight, and he was questioned about his approach to the Khabib fight, and it was really interesting what he said, man. He said, "I think, I think the whole proper twelve gig kind of took over his it life. Is. It did, yeah. man. It took. He was maybe drinking the." Drinking too much whiskey, of course. <laughs> but he talked about his approach, how he would um, train for that fight. And he wasn't training properly for it, man. He did not train properly for that fight. He said himself, man. He said yeah. himself. He said he would go in there, you go in three times a week, and he would just do sparring, and he was just going for it. Like, he wasn't thinking clearly, man. Like we, like we know with drink, man. You don't think clearly yeah, when you're he, on it. And he was also playing... Khabib's game like all they were doing is practicing wrestling defense yeah they were like that was and he done well man he yeah. defended himself well against like Khabib d- out of everyone that has fought Khabib he done the best yeah um, and he won around against Khabib if not more he won around against Khabib and uh, now at the same time Khabib is just absolutely phenomenal do you know what's the difference one of the greatest of all time I mean, credit to Khabib man and what I love about no Khabib man, man this, this is a credit to Khabib man is I need to stop saying the word man apologies about that it's the, it's the proper 12 in me. Um, <laughs> is that all? He's such dedication to it. Yeah. You know, like what I love about when he's so focused on his religion and sport and there's no, like he's not going off drinking because they don't, they don't drink. If you're Muslim, it's not part of the religion. You don't no, drink. You don't go to nightclubs. You're not out partying with other people. You're just focused on, I go train, Eat, I go sleep. sleep. Allah, repeat. Like, That's it, man. Yeah. And train. Or, and train. And train in between <laughs> that as well, man. Like the dedication yeah. is something else and it just goes to show anyone in life, man, if you become so you know, tunnel vision with what you want to achieve in life and you have the blinkers on. If you've got the blinkers on and you just go for it, it just goes to show, man. Yeah. It's it, it, one of the most important things. And you notice yourself, man. If you can just stay focused, mm. you know, especially the day and age that we live in now, man, there's so many distractions going on. But if you can just cut that all out and just like, this is the task that I need to do. I need to train, 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 pray, repeat, do whatever else I need to do, get the nutrition on board and just be so tunnel vision with it. Yeah, if you, you really want if you really want to, you, like it just shows like look at Khabib and look at all his boys. They're just running right in the UFC. Crazy. Like, all the divisions. Islam on. as well, man. Yeah, like th- and that's Khabib's boy, like yeah. him, it just shows like them rest that wrestling style is just cleaning out the UFC right now. It's massive, man. And they all have the same principles, the same values, the same, the same beliefs. It's just let's train let's go home let's eat and sleep and we don't do the party and we don't do this no. we do that but we are champions but isn't that a massive thing i think muhammad ali said you touched on muhammad ali earlier on he said that the hardest part is just avoiding the parties and the women that come with it yeah because the, they're the distraction man they're taking you away from they're taking you away from the work that you need to do yeah. look that's McGregor's biggest downfall 
right there to get dis- getting distracted. But look, to be fair, man, we, we, we do mention that you're dead, Roy, but we're sitting here drinking a bottle of his whiskey. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. he's almost won the game anyway. The game, I don't think the game for him was to become the greatest of all time in fighting-wise. But, uh, yeah, that's like, a good point. That's like, a he, really good point. He's never said that. Yeah. He, he's always and said... He, at the end of the day, he almost is. Like, he said, get in, make the money and get out. And he's done that. And look, look at him, man. It's and incredible. That's a great point, Reese. That's so a fucking like, savage point. So, like, at the end of the day, like, he's going to still, if he's fighting, we're watching. No matter if he has a belt or no belt, he's already done the belt thing. Yeah. But now it's have some fun. Like He's, he's eclipsed the sport, bro. Like, he's, let's let's fight Michael Chandler. Let's do a TV show. Like, you remember the last one with Uriah Faber and Cody Nolove Garbrandt? Yes. Like, um, that was massive, man. And what was interesting about that one as well was... Uh, he called out TJ Dillashaw back then. Do you remember that? He called snake him a snake. in the grass. He called him a snake, man. Snake. And he predicted it because I think he called TJ ended up happened. jumping ship, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. A Cody No Love Garbrandt. I remember it. You'd be. I love. I love. He's such a good fireman. I love Cody No Love. He's such a likeable guy, yeah, man. And he has that look. He, he had won it. Did he win his last fight? He did win his last fight. He yeah. did. So he's kind of on the return. He's on the comeback. He had a bad, bad yeah. patch. Like, know what the thing is, right? People have to give UFC fighters a break. If they lose a fight, that doesn't mean they're a bad fighter. Yeah. No, no, like, I get that. I get like, that. Like, I think there's that big thing about UFC fighters. If they lose a fight, forget about them. They're done. Like, it's a 1v1 combat situation. It's man, not like. If man, you know, if it's you know, the hardest sport. This way it's the most popular. Sport. It's the hardest sport, man. Like, think about if Manchester United lose the weekend. Let's say we lost Liverpool 7 0. United can come back again next weekend. And we That's can, all forgotten about. Yeah. Man, it's not. Yeah, that's so. The UFC, they're lying flat on the canvas with their face down, and it's. <laughs> you it's know game I mean? over. Could be. Like, if they lose three in a row, they get cut. Darren Till got cut. Yeah. UFC, um, very big star. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, ju- it just shows, though. Just get a. Bit of, it's it's an unforgivable it's sport. It's cutthroat. It's cutthroat, man. When you got to. To be at the top, you got to be always on it. But that's the, cr- yeah, that's the incredible thing about McGregor, man. He won all the way up. Like, he won all the way up. To Aldo. Yeah. And even the... Well, obviously, he, he lost to Diaz, which we'll, which we'll touch on, which we'll touch... Well, you yeah. wait for it. Yeah, we'll it's wait. coming, it's coming. But it's incredible, man. Like, he literally had knockout or TKO after TKO after knockout. It was just... Like, there's no other right... Like, who else are you going to see do that, man? It's the biggest build-up. Because that's what ever. people love to see, man. People love... Like, it, it, it just, I think it's in our nature... Man, it's in our nature to fight. Yeah, we I fight... I think it is, We man. fight for think our lives about, every man. day. We... Well, we don't now, but you're dead Every right back. Single day. Well, we do in some sense, right? <laughs> but think about back in the day, man. Imagine like, I don't know, like 500, 600 years ago, you were part of a tribe that would go to war against another tribe. Mm-hmm. This happened again, again, like time after time after time after time. It just kept on happening. That's encoded in our genes. That's why the UFC or boxing or any of these martial arts have such a big attraction because we can relate. It's like a universal language, man. We can relate to fight, fighting. It's, it's part of who we are, man. Primal That's why I love yeah. that you're so into jiu-jitsu because you're you're, you're 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 like you're almost in a very safe environment, recreating that situation over and over again. Where if someone is going to choke you, if they have you in a like a renegade choke, whatever sort of choke it is, yeah. all you do is tap, and, and it's game it. over. Yeah, yeah. But imagine going to war, man. You might not come back for your life. That might be you. It is. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. But it, this is why you can like I think it relates so much. Like this is why the UFC is growing in popularity and. You know, all other combat sports are so big. It's because the risk is so fucking high, man. If you, if, if you could, you, like, I, I keep it relating, man. If there's no referee, you're dead. Yeah. It's like the Romans in the Colosseum, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's mad. I, it's something that I probably never will do. I always had an idea maybe someday, but to get in the cage with someone and they're throwing elbows at you, knees, they're on top of you, like, slugging it out. Like, they're throwing shit at you. They're trying to choke you unconscious. Like, 
it's vicious. It's vicious, man. But that's why people love it. You know, it's like that's the, why we're sitting here talking about it's it. It's the modern day Coliseum. It is the modern day Coliseum. Modern, bro. modern day gladiators. That's UFC fighters. It definitely is. But the Cerrone fight was quite interesting, man. Um, for a number of reasons, he he used a shoulder which we'd never seen before. I remember actually seeing. Yeah, like, because you know, there's such a hype, man. Especially like Leon Edwards winning recently. I'd say the amount of people in martial art gyms after that happened was tremendous. And the same thing happened. I remember seeing kids in some sort of like gym somewhere, and they were practicing the elbow, man. I was the like, shoulder. this is the effect. Or oh, sorry, the, the yeah. elbow, shoulder. This is the effect that it's having. Yeah, people love it, bro. Um, but it was inter- interesting after that fight, man. After like he got him down, finished him. You know, he McGregor goes over to Cerrone. And Cerrone's obviously stunned, doesn't know what's going on, man, because he's just been fucking TKO'd. And it's gas, man. McGregor kisses him on the head, and he points at the shoulder. It's hilarious, man. I remember oh, watching it with a friend of mine, and we were in stitches, man. We were fucking in stitches. He's we're just like, a funny guy, he's he? just such a funny guy, man. He's such a wave. Of, so he's like, you're not predicting. You didn't predict that. No one did. Who could predict the shoulder, bro? Of all the ways to finish him, man. Incredible. Look, we have to say. You You're lost for words, Reese. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And uh, that was the last time he got a win, actually. That was that's the la- crazy. That's the last time. What year he got was that, man? Was it 21? 2021. It was just after lockdown. Uh, people started to come out um, of hiding after COVID. Yeah, COVID, that time. Jesus, remember that? One day we were all queuing up so- outside of Heckin Millfield Shopping Centre, the next. Back to business. Back, back to, to business. Thank God for that, man. Thank God. Thank God for that. Listen, we're going to move on. Yeah, we all get into that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we've got 20 minutes to get through these last four. Right. But um, we're going to mention <sighs> Mr. Diaz. Yes. That was massive. The trilogy has to happen someday as well. Where do you think? I think that, that, that could possibly be like, McGregor's always talked about like having a stadium, like having a stadium to have a fight in. Crow Park, Diaz. Oh my God. Could you imagine, man? The trilogy. That'd be massive. Like, is Diaz even, he's not active, is he? He's not active, but... It'd be that perfect would, timing. That would get him active. That like, would get him active. Well, he feels yeah. perfect timing as well, isn't it? McGregor always wanted that Crow Park fight, and there's no better man to do it against than Nate Diaz. That'd be incredible. Because there is a lot of English Stockton fighters zone. you could bring over to Ireland as well. Because, you know, we kind of when you bring, I suppose, an event to a country, you want to attract the local fighters that are there. Yeah. Say if it's in Brazil, you get all the Brazilian fighters. If you get it in America, you want American fighters. If you get an Ireland man, you could have Edwards. Yeah. You could have Paddy the Baddy. Yeah, possibly. I know oh, he's not massive, but you know he, what I mean. He, like, well, he's growing. He's growing. Yeah. Ian Gary. Ian Gary. You could have Ian Gary here. Yeah, like there's a lot of fighters you could have. Like, um, I was at a Bellator fight only there a couple of months. ago I was there as well. You were at the Yoel Romero one, was yes, it? Yes, yeah, yeah, I was oh. there. Yeah, yeah. That was a great he, man. He is a beast. Oh my god, man! How is he human? <laughs> man, he is man. When you're a lit- I was because I got I got real lucky. Um, my brother knew someone that got I got ringside seats. Oh, I was looking at Yo Romero, bro, going, this chap, what is he taking, man? He is massive. Yeah, he's the biggest. He's massive, man. He was my, fa- he is my favorite, like, fighter. He's still fighting now, isn't he? Besides Abel- so McGregor, my favorite fighter of yeah. all time. Uh, yeah, he's still fighting. He's actually fighting for the light heavyweight championship in his next fight. Oh, hey. And uh, I always love seeing Joe Rogan's impressions. Do you ever see it? They turn you into a machine. Oh, like, that <laughs> is such a good impression, man. <laughs> oh, like, I mean... Man, there's something they, crazy I heard Rogan say crazy. about um, Yo Romero, man. <laughs> and it was something about Yo Romero, man, at one stage, uh, he got a rupture to his orbital bone, which is in around your eye, yeah. right? And I think there was some detachment there. There's some weird detachment that happened to Yo Romero. And the doctor was studying him. And <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. And actually, then yeah. the, whatever part of his eye grew back. 
And I think I think it's something like that. Such a quick rate, and they never seen. They never. They go. They didn't even think this was possible. Like maybe he's just a genetic freak, man. Well, looking at him, he looks like a genetic freak. He apparently doesn't even lift weights. Like like he doesn't lift weights. Um, back in the day when he was training uh, for his wrestling in Cuba, they used to put them through these rigorous workouts. I mean, like un unholy workouts. Unholy. Like uh, every time he'd step on the mats as well, going to training, he'd start just doing jump squats before training, push ups, pull ups. Yeah, it was really very was, regimented. Yeah. You know? What's really interesting, I suppose, if you ever seen Yo Romero, um, even you know they get the did they do open workouts in the UFC? Yeah. Man, he's incredible. But it just goes to show, man, like, your body, like if you train it well, it can last. Like, Yo Romero's 40 plus, is he not? And he's still competing. At the and he's, he's an animal. He's doing well that night in Dublin as well. Yeah, like, it was quick. He just got on top and started smashing him. What more can you do? He was eating a cage, bro. I remember he's, I was ringside, bro. He was eating a cage. Bar- he's barking like a dog. Man, he's <laughs> an animal, bro. I just think it just, I, man, the amount of testosterone it must be in his yeah. body is incredible. Did you see all of his knockouts in the UFC, the flying knees, the, like, he doesn't even use his wrestling, he just wants to throw. Like, he has, like, top-level wrestling, but wants to throw. He's an animal. Getting back to the Diaz fight, it was, it was really interesting, because it was McGregor's first loss in the UFC, the yes. first fight. That was, a, that was shocking, wasn't it? It was a shock, man, and I actually, like, I didn't watch it, but I remember back in the day when I'd get up and I'd check my phone first thing, and it's something that I don't do now. But it was a Sunday morning. I remember waking up and checking, going on Facebook. Don't even have Facebook now. Went on Facebook and um, I could not believe that he lost, man. Yeah. But I think McGregor went, and this is somewhat unknown, but I have heard it through other podcasts, that McGregor went in there with some sort of infection. He, he, was, he wasn't himself. Um, okay. I remember hearing that, but I also, look. That's not to take yeah. away from what Nate Diaz done, man. He done incredible. He done look. He took him into the waters. It was. It was I think it was the first time McGregor hit someone and they didn't go down as easy. And you have to remember, he went from one forty-five all the way up to one seventy, so skipped one fifty-five, went straight up two weight classes. Is it definitely two Diaz. weight classes, bro? One hundred percent. Yeah, you're fucking sticking with that. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm, fact, gonna, I'm gonna fact check yeah. that. After <laughs> you I'm gonna check that while you're here. Oh, trust me, that's that's the fact right there. Like, yeah. It is, and like I remember the whole thing was like, how is he gonna do it this? Way? and he was looking you know quite beefy but he was gassing out then like that's he, the thing um, when you add that additional weight your power's not as much mm, and you're hitting guys that are you know expecting to go down and they're standing like Diaz is like a zombie bro yeah like he doesn't go down like he? he was in like his scar like all his fish all that I don't oh, even think he ever got knocked out to be quite honest I've never seen him knocked out like he just he's oh man his face just full of blood he's just coming at you no matter what like he, imagine just you're throwing your but he wrapped McGregor up that night and obviously finished him um, what, what sort of choke was it, it was do you remember rear naked choke. Rear naked choke, so he yeah. was doing the ground and pound McGregor turned he want, McGregor wanted out and he took him he took the back and just choked I think him McGregor kind of gave it to him a small bit I think McGregor was gassed man it was like the He's easiest done. way yeah you're He's not, not going to get ground and pound just kind of gave him his, his head and that was it it was the first loss and it was like when you see your your you know the, the superstar go down it was shocking it was crazy it man. was shocking it was crazy bro and then obviously the rematch came about. Yes. And that wasn't soon after, man. So the first fight was, I think, UFC 196. Yeah. And the next one was the UFC 202. Yeah. It so was, it wasn't it was, long after. It was originally scheduled for t- uh, UFC 200, but got rescheduled then for... What did it get rescheduled? I'm pretty sure it was got to do with um, the boys wanted more time or someone got injured or something. And there was a good bit of beef there because it was the first time... Beef. McGregor would use his normal men- mental tactics with someone else, but yeah. it didn't work as well because Diaz didn't take it. Diaz, you can, 
like he's been in the game too long. But not just that man, he had he had like he would bite back at McGregor and it wouldn't let him like while McGregor was saying that Diaz didn't affect Diaz. Remember they were throwing the bottles and everything at that the was, yeah, was that, that was a second fight, I think. It could have been. I think it no it was. I'm pretty sure. To one, to be quite honest. I'm pretty sure it was. Um but it's just some of the stuff leading up then even when he was like Nate can you even read remember they were doing the, the whole Nate get me my coffee get yeah. me my coffee yeah, yeah 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 hilarious it was fucking gas man it, did, it just adds to Peak it doesn't McGregor it just entertainment but that fight man that was that was his biggest fight I'll tell you why right he wouldn't became the two weight world champion that he was if he hadn't have beaten Diaz in that second fight because the only reason why that hadn't came about was what was it originally? I think it was he was due to fight and someone had dropped out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he was, suppo- he was supposed to fight Junior Dos Santos. That's right, yes, that's right, yes. For the he light, called it, the I think he way. called it the division that was all stuck in the mud. The stuck in the mud division. Because McGregor, well, the great thing about McGregor, man, he had that capoeira style to him. The, yeah. the, the, the knees, the, the flying um, mm-hmm. head kicks and everything else yeah. that went with it. Not the flying head kicks, the head kicks that went with it. Everything, it was just... It was just different, man. His approach was so different. The karate style. Karate style, man. But it was, so, it was such a fluid approach. Yeah. Such a fluid approach. But that's, that second fight, man. Wow. I remember what, that's, that's a fight I did watch. Oh, my God, man. I was Fireworks. on the edge of my seat, bro. I actually thought, because he was gassed now in that fight. I've never the, seen anything like that. That was incredible. I think that's probably one of the only fights that went five rounds. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Is, is it? Yeah. In the UFC anyway, yeah. Oh, my God, man. What a fight. Like, the first two rounds, he demolished him he i'm pretty sure he got him there three or four times leg kicks just through the roof smashed man him up. he smashed him up yeah. but diaz has that like endurance in him he just doesn't say no <clears throat> he won i'm pretty sure the two rounds after that and the last round mcgregor caught a second wind and mcgregor done unbelievably well he won he done enough to win that fight and i do think he did win that fight i do think the ufc would love to give him that fight as well because imagine if he loses that bro he's not having the title shot I do think he'd done enough to beat him but it was wire it was oh wire. it was close and man. it also sets up the trilogy so that's it we're talking about it now Crow Park uh, let's, have, let's, let's fucking go man yeah we'd all love to see that we'll be ringside oh, we're, we're getting we're, we're 100% we're going bro us two fanboys here you'll, fly, you'll fly back from the from the land down under to be there I would no I know 100%. you would I know you would I'm, I'm going to buy your ticket for you it's, if it happens oh, cheers to that yeah fucking cheers to Roy bro be on the fucking proper 12 that night as well oh, listen, but um, be, going back be. to that fight man I think that was like you know, it's a it's the sign of a true champion that can that can you know endure the five rounds come true and win and because against, he, had, he had no much, choice but to win that fight yeah, man and against a much bigger opponent as well yeah like Diaz had time to train because the first time they fought I don't think Diaz had all that long to train and I think that's why as well it was supposed to be 155 and then they they gave uh, Nate Diaz not enough notice so they're like right crank it up to 170 so McGregor's like okay let's go for it let's fucking do it let's do it but um, that was that was a significant fight I think the best fight to watch and actually get on the edge of your seat. Oh, it's most entertaining. Most entertaining, definitely. And McGregor pulled through, bro. Yeah. And then after that, it lead on to number three. The double champ. Eddie Alvarez. Ah, oh, clinical performance. Oh my God, man. I don't think you'll probably ever see a more pristine performance in the UFC. It was in. beautiful. Man, Eddie, he pieced him up, man. Pieced him up. and no. Every time, like Alvarez, did he land a shot on him? Like no, there'll be stages so. in that fight, man. McGregor would lean back and Alvarez would throw a shot and it would like just brush it. like the confidence he had man it was just like the shot would like brush his chin and McGregor would come back and just just 
dismantle him. Nail him. Nail him, man. And even in the, <coughs> the lead-up, he was coming in with the big furry coats in New York City. Yeah, the Gucci mink. The Gucci mink, like the whole... Yeah, I remember he had a quote, <coughs> he, he arrived late to a press conference, bro, and he goes, sorry I'm, uh, sorry I'm late, just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Imagine your opponent showing up like that, and Alvarez, man... It's like even the battle to a word, he, he, he just... Traffic was mental. He, yeah, he just... Alfred had no rebuffal at all. No one knew what to say. He, man, you can't reply to that. Like, it's like you're beaten with words. You'll be beaten with actions and as do, well. Do you remember they had all the lads on the stage and some fella was like, the, you're going to be the, against the hardest hit 145. And he kind of looks back and goes, who the fuck is that who guy? The fuck? That's how you shut someone down. That's exactly like, how you do, yeah. <laughs> Like, man, you're putting your place, Poor Jeremy you? Stevens just got shut down. Did he have much of a career? I, like, no. <laughs> See, no one knows who he is. McGregor once again proven, you know, it's crazy, bro. Just, it's fucking crazy. He just took him out and he then, took him out. Then like in the 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 fight itself, the second round he comes like, after the first round of piecing him up, comes out the second round. You know, he fucking does the mystic five punches and then bang, 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 bang. Eddie Alvarez is down. And I remember the commentator, bro, going, Alvarez is coming into this round. And then all of a sudden, as soon as he says that, as soon as he said that, the five punches came and that was yeah. it. And Rogan was like, that's it. Lights out. And he got the second belt. He's get, he has the two belts kind of chilling up the here first, on top of the octagon. First person ever doing the UFC, man. Yeah, hold two belts at the same time. It's incredible. Featherweight and lightweight. Oh. And it, it was funny as well, man. He, McGregor's never defended them. No. Not that he'll ever have to either now, obviously, because obviously he doesn't have Never them anymore. Never defended the belts, but it's always nice to say that you got the two of them, isn't it? First person to do it as well, man. Because uh, he'd done it in Cage Warriors as well, isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. And he said he was going to do it, man. Everything. He had such belief in himself, man. And this is the incredible thing about belief. Like, he would say it out loud. He would have the courage to say what was on his mind. To, like, he would live it into reality. This is the power of your words, man. Like, people should be so aware of the words they use for... Know anything in life, but McGregor is like such a great, like he's such a great person to look at and go. He has said everything, and then he's lived it into reality. This is what can happen if you just if you believe in it to a point because you can have beliefs, man. But if you never speak them, they're nothing. Speaking into reality, like obviously he had a plan and he had a team, oh, of course. A team around them and yeah. like put the work in. But I mean that visualization he created that image. It's your manifesting, bro. Like he, he manifested yeah. everything he said. Like he said he he lived that moment already before he had the two belts. He's seen it. Like so, man, you see it in your own mind first, bro, and you create it afterwards. That's how it happens. That's how anything in life happens, man. Like I always talk about. Think about this tables. Once upon a time, someone had an idea to create a table out of wood. They seen it in their mind, then they created it. This just goes the goes to show the power of your own mind it's so powerful man it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy it's we'll move a, on because everything. it is everything bro we're moving well um reese randy that was ufc 205 then we got a very significant fight mendes that's my favorite one number two by far and i don't so, think you you talked about earlier on before we got going like the emotional side of things this was this was when mcgregor peaked in my opinion like it wasn't the like i know the two belts was great i know the we won't talk about the the, the main event itself. Number but, one. But this was the the you know the build up. It was Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor. They did the world tour. They even came to Ireland at one point and did a press conference. They're just going around. That's the when world. McGregor grabbed his belt. Yeah. You see the one thing like stole, Al, he stole Al, Eddie Alvarez's belt as well. Do you remember oh that? yeah, remember that? Yeah, before. <laughs> How did that happen, man? Because Alvarez didn't come out on the stage. Al- Alvarez was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this because he was late. And then he comes comes over, gets robs his belt, and then. How would you approach that situation, man? Like, imagine you're on Eddie Alvarez's shoe, right? Just come back to that point. Point, right yeah. how would you approach the situation if you were in his shoes right and he just takes your belt he just takes your belt how would you respond to that without without looking weak 
That's a good question because like, like what you what you actually do like because it's 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 like it's it's a mental warfare yeah, that's going on there. It's going back to infants when someone takes something on you and you cry to the person in charge and that's what you happened. Look weak. Like he he went to Dana White and says, "You took my belt. Can you get it back for me?" And that's what he did. But Dana White's like, "Do you know who this guy is?" <laughs> Dana White's like, "Listen, you're not taking that belt back." That's but that just goes to show he, he walked on stage and took his belt and uh, Alvarez I'm sure got it back at some stage I can't remember yeah he uh, just gave it back to him I think but the thing is like there's nothing happening the damage there. is done already damage is done bro but talking about that Mendes fight because that was a significant fight oh let me go again yeah tell me what did you like about the Mendes fight um, I think the whole coming back coming back after getting taken down you know amazing Hello, hello again. So I'm literally just going to cut across here just for two seconds. So myself and Reese, um, in this moment in time, we were talking about McGregor and Mendes and how significant that fight was. And the camera cut out and so did the recording. So we're going to continue this conversation where we're talking about McGregor's fight against Aldo. And I'm going to kick it off. All the best. I'm really interested in his body language and how someone like holds themselves. I think it's really interesting because I think it speaks a thousand words before you open your mouth is how you hold yourself. Yeah. And if you look at that fight, man, when they touch gloves, McGregor's looking at Aldo. Aldo's head is like this, bro. It's literally looking at the ground like he's beat. He's like they had that world tour like you mentioned. I don't, did you see that? I don't think they even do world tours anymore. No. Because the they went only, through that was the one and only. They went to Rio, they went to Rio in Brazil and then they done the States, then they done London and then Dublin. And in Dublin, you remember well, probably, is when McGregor took his belt once again. He loves taking belts. That's what he, that's what he does. That's what he's known for. But he takes Aldo's belt, and Aldo can't believe the, the amount of probably disrespect that someone has shown to them because he was pound-for-pound pound champion. Like, Aldo, man, I think he was dominant for a number of years. Like, no one was beating Aldo. Uh, he was undefeated for undefeated, man. years. And he Imagine was, this. The champion is undefeated, and this guy's like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to knock you out. But he and planned it, man. Inside the first round. He said he would... Well, he would like overreach with his right hand. He would step back. He was and practicing that left it. Up. He was practicing it in the back right before he went out. That's the brilliant thing, man. With he Coach practiced Andy. it the whole time. Like he's visualizing how Aldo's going to be. That left hook he's going to throw. He done it all, man. Credit, it, credit to his coaches. Like credit. McGregor's coach. Yeah, credit to Coach Kavanagh and Coach Owen Roddy and all who trained with McGregor. Like without without that team, like you know what I mean, and the SBG, like incredible. It's incredible what they did. It really is, man. A couple of Irish lads. Win the belt. And he put them on the map. And well, I think Ireland it'll be it'll be well. excited to see now what Ian Gary does because Ian Gary's obviously, you know, he's watched McGregor. He's come up. Uh, I think Ian Gary has said himself, man, he wants to be like a four-weight world champion. That's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, where is he? He's only up or down. Look, about take one at a time. Like, one, like, at one, a time. one at a time. Where I think McGregor's going to get that. It's possible to do the welterweight. Obviously... It's a, it's a big ass to do now, but at the same time, he's won two. Why can he not win one more? You know It'd be mean? incredible to see, man. I, I don't like it. Like you said, I don't know if he'd have the motivation for a bro. He's other interests. He's got whiskey, does movies now. Yeah. He's a man and he's, he's got his fingers in many pies. I think it all will tell against Michael Chandler. If he actually, if he beats Michael Chandler, who's to say he doesn't get the next shot? That would be against Edwards as champion, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Man, that division is crazy, isn't Kobe it? Kobe Covington's next for Leon. What about we see... No, that's... Oh, it is, yeah, right, Kobe's yeah. next with that, and then, you know, McGregor fights uh, Michael Chandler. Who knows, McGregor... He probably won't fight shot. Chandler at lightweight, though, will he? It's at welterweight, 170. Oh, it is, it is, yeah. So... Be interesting to see. An Englishman being Irishman in Crow Park. We'd all see it. We're all, we're all tuning in. Oh, my God. The third belt. Boom. Right history. 
Man, no one else would do it. No. Well, hopefully Ian Gary. I, I'm rooting for Ian Gary because I, I just I love the confidence that he has in himself. He's yeah. flawless and he's a great he's a great competitor as well. So it'd be interesting to see, man. It's a lot to ask, though. Look, we love to see the Irish do well. We do. That's why we're here talking about a great we're Irish man. We're just a bunch of paddies wanting paddies to do well. That's it, man. We've. I think it's it's probably innate in us to just like that fighting spirit, isn't it? Hmm. The fighting Irish. The fighting Irish. That's Not here to take part. We're here to take over. Here to take over. <laughs> Reese, bro, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on once again. Listen, uh, yeah. It's been a great conversation. And it's uh, probably be a while until I see you next. So Bet, man, best <laughs> of luck in Australia, bro. I think it's going to go well for you. I'm and sure it will. I'm sure we'll stay in touch. Oh, definitely, on, bro. On definitely. The, on the social media. We will indeed, so, bro. We will indeed. More to come. A, it, was, it was a pleasure. A pleasure as always, bro. Listen, everyone at home, hope you have a nice evening. Take care. Wishing you all the best. Peace. Go crack. There we have it. The podcast in full. If you've stuck around this far, I appreciate your time, your attention, and your energy as well. I do want to apologize actually to absolutely I can't say I'm only joking, I'm only joking. Um I do want to apologize though. At the moment, you know, the setup for the podcast, I'm really still learning the ropes, and that's probably why the bit audio on this isn't hundred percent, but we're gonna get there. Um it's just kind of trial and error and i'm learning as i go along at the moment but conversation was brilliant like i said before big fan of reese big fan of what he's doing um and i do wish him all the best because it's a brave move it takes a lot of courage moving away from home especially to a place to especially to a place like australia i mean you're a million miles from home you really are couldn't be any further from home but uh, yeah wishing reese all the best absolutely love the conversation about mcgregor as well it was uh, an enjoyable time and like i said before the proper 12 went down a tree and um, if you'd like to find reese on instagram his caption is at the compound king and then if you'd like to find myself i'm at james hempton so uh that is all hope everyone has a lovely evening once again and i will catch you on the next one all the best